The Ask the Dog Guy podcast is brought to you by the Power Steering Dog Training Collar, not to mention a good pairing, the Easy on the Hands Leash. In this episode, we have someone that wants their Conocorso dog to be an emotional support dog, but they're disappointed because the dog is becoming too friendly. All right, here's the background information. Uh, the dog's name is Jasper. That's an alias uh, breed, Conocorso, female spade. Dog's 11 months old, and uh, she was four months old uh, when Betty purchased her. Dear John, I have experienced a lot of abuse. I have PTSD, and my Conocorso loves everyone. She isn't protective of me with strangers at all. I am in need of her to be protective of me and my house so that I don't feel scared all the time. When I take her for walks, as soon as she sees someone, she lunges away from me and wants them all to pet her. I socialized her really well when she was young. I heard that was the way to raise a Conocorso, but now it's getting out of hand. It is very important for me to have her not let anyone just walk into my house or for her to want everyone to touch her. I need advice, please. With my mental issues, I can't handle strangers. Thank you in advance. Betty in the USA, and that's an alias for Betty. These three statements jumped out to me. One is the person here who wrote uh, has PTSD. Uh, second, uh, she writes that I'm in need of her to be protective over me and my house so I don't feel scared all the time. And three, it's very important for me to have her not let anyone just walk into my house or for her to want everyone to touch her. Um, so I guess based on what's been written, I'm really unclear as to whether uh, this person's goal is a personal protection dog or an emotional support dog. If it's the former, uh, she needs to understand what it takes to train and maintain a guard dog, especially a breed like a Conocorso. If you want a gun with a brain, you'd better be ready to assume that level of responsibility for the lifetime of the dog. These dogs would become a hobby and not a pet. Uh, if the goal is an emotional support dog, then uh, I think you've got the wrong idea because this is not what they're for. Her purpose should be there to make you feel better because she's a buddy, not to intimidate people. Uh, if you simply want her to be better behaved, that I have some suggestions for and they'll follow shortly. But I'm going to circle back here to using a, a, her or any dog uh, to intimidate others, particularly for people in that, uh, you, with that sort of PTSD. Because I do get, I get a fair amount of uh, letters uh, and uh, inquiries from people in the military. Um, and uh, it's usually guys. And they often uh, have already, they, they bought some kind of Corso and they want the dog to be their emotional support dog. And these are, these, they're not, uh, uh, these are not people who are asking uh, me to, because uh, I'm not clear on this particular letter here, but in most of the inquiries, it's clear they're not looking for a dog that they're trying to intimidate others. They, they just are attracted to kind of the, the macho-ness of a, of a Conocorso, so they get a dog they like. Um, but it's not the dog I would select for anybody in that context because, I, you know, just play devil's advocate. If somebody is really suffering from uh, PTSD, um, uh, that's it's no small thing. And if that purpose of that dog is to allow you to get out in the world, that'd be great. But the these the, the genetics of this dog are guard dogs. And you know, once they hit you know 18 months to three years of age, they 
get to a point where those genetics come in and very few people actually put the time in to train any dog, let alone a dog with guarding genetics, just to be obedient and listen. And so by the time those things start to come out, uh, you've got yourself a hundred pound plus dog who um, you have a bit of a breakdown out in public and now a first responder can't get near you safely. Um, or well, let's say that doesn't even happen, but the dog's guarding instincts will uh, will will kick in. You're in a store and somebody reaches to give you the change and the dog misinterprets that act and uh, somebody's acting the jack near you. Uh, I don't think that this is uh, the, the breed that I would pick for this. I get it, but I, I would hate for people in that... Um, in that state of mind, having that uh, you know legitimate PTSD problems, um, to end up not being able to go places because their dog can't handle it because they picked the wrong job for the, uh, the wrong dog for the job. So yeah, that's my little diatribe on breed selection and, and uh, uh, for emotional support dogs. Uh, but uh, the uh, um, it's not that it can't be done. You know, I a crazy amount of mail about some crazy person uh, insisted that uh, Siberian Huskies were great um, uh, like uh, like it was a guide dog or something they, they wanted this is that's just nonsense this is one of the worst breeds you could pick for that they're designed to eat fish and pull sled um, are they loving dogs they can be can they be super obedient yeah but it's more the exception rather than the rule um, if you're gonna pick a breed pick a breed that is um, more likely to give you the best return on your investment and if you're it's going to be an emotional support dog it's going to be an investment i'm not talking about money although it certainly can be um uh, I, i'm simply talking about getting that dog trained to the point where it can go places and do things if you say come it does no matter what if you say stay it does no matter what and if you say heal you can come home in your arms of the same length So let's forget about making this kind of course a less friendly and instead focus on the person just learning to teach the dog how to control her friendly because, you know, after seven months of owning this dog, she hasn't made any progress at all in teaching even simple obedience, which is a concern, I suppose, for most dogs. But it's a it's a real concern for a kind of course. So this is how so many of them get into so much trouble. Uh, this puppy early adolescence period of overt friendliness, I've, you know, I've written about this a lot, that uh, the average kind of course seems to uh, uh, really, really kind of fool people because they, for the most part, I mean, if you really know what you're looking for, you, you can see it. But um, for the most part, to the lay person, they look and behave, well, not look, but they behave uh, an awful lot like they're a Labrador retriever until they hit about 18 months of age. And so uh, 18 months to three years. And that's, you know, they move into adulthood and just they just become what their genetics have told them to be. But without, so, you know, you don't want any dog, in, in my view, but certainly a kind of corso, to be driven for the first 18 months of its life by somebody it thinks is a roommate because essentially it's just hormones and, uh, you know, the evolutionary programs of the species and the selective breeding characteristics of the breed driving the behavior. And usually you start to see that problem, as I said, around the 18, 18 months. So um, if in seven months, uh, you can't teach that you haven't taught this dog the basics, that's, that's where you should start. And uh, 
um, and certainly no ethical personal protection trainer uh, for dogs is, is it can even listen to you if you don't have uh, if you haven't learned how to teach this dog to stay come heal no matter what um, it, it is uh, it, that's the place to start here so um, how to go about this it's it's you think well just go get some training it's not easy uh any breed of dog you basically all we're encountering anymore is an entire industry driven by people who love dogs who call stuff science that is not science and so uh, 80% of the training you're going to encounter is going to be stuff like treat 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 and with crazy uh, uh um, alluding to, oh, no, there's science to support this. There's science to support that if you're teaching tricks, but not life skills. And uh, you got a Conno Corso, a treat's a $50 bill. That dog is going to see lots of $100 bills in life. So what you want is to have the dog love you, but you get that for free, but respect you. And that is that, that's a, a, that, that is a, a, a way to live with a dog and, and train a dog. A lot of times you run into this with this breed where you get people who go, oh, I know the breed, the Conno Corso, and they're might as right trainers. And it basically it's yank and crank. And, you know, a lot of them can handle it. The dogs can. But it's not transferable over to a lot of dog owners. And it's a crappy way to teach an animal. Um, I, I, I'm not a big fan. It, I, there's a few books on my uh, uh, website um, I'm trying to think of what would be the best. Like, there's one that is just basically tells you everything. Uh, it just basically um, goes into a lot more detail about the flaws in that might is right approach and that all positive, you know, it's the new science type uh, approach and outlines what some trainers say, well, I'm balanced, I use both. And there's a lot of flaws in that because they're usually not. And then there's something that I, I call it fully balanced. And so that book is to sort of help you, uh, uh, help to understand whether the trainer you talk to is marketing or really knows what they're talking about. Um, so, but, uh, there's another book uh, there. I wrote it so long ago. I can't, it's, these are ebooks. Um, what's the title? The Beautiful Balance. It's dog training with nature's template. So basically, it's it's a really it's a short PDF, uh, but it, it gives you a bit of a synopsis of some of the the nonsense I just talked about. But gives you some direction on what to do with a dog to build a relationship and teach some of these uh, foundation skills. Um, there's another option which, uh, you know, the purpose of this channel is not to uh, encourage people to um, book appointments with me. I've got enough appointments, uh, but I, I do book a lot with Conocorsa owners because it's hard to find somebody who knows what they're talking about. But obviously, if you're in the U.S., I'm in Canada here, uh, the... Uh, um, we're not going to do anything in person, but I have a, the, the, the virtual program I've got, it's hard to kind of understand um, how intense it is. Uh, yes, there's a Zoom section. That's the easy part. What we do with a dog like this is I would want you to send me some video of the problems you're having. And again, I've seen goofy kind of courses before. I want to see what you're doing with the dog 
And we'll, in the Zoom, what we do is I lay a foundation. This is how your dog sees the world. Here's how it makes connections between who's the teacher and who's the student. Uh, here's how we proceed. Now, if you send me video in advance, I'll have a, kind of an idea of what your dog's personality is like as well. And then we can kind of tailor what we do. But once that initial two and a half hours of Zoom time goes, goes past, you, sh you have to, well, you don't have to, it's, it's your money. Uh, but I will, for 30 days, take every video you send me of the exercises I'm going to recommend with this dog to teach this dog how to exert self-control. I don't want to wreck this dog's friendliness. I want to improve this dog's ability to listen to you. Um, whether the dog's aggressively friendly or aggressively territorial when you're out in public that dog is supposed to you know see somebody and i think you mentioned the dog lunges towards a person well uh, what i want the dog to do is stop look at you and go should i bite him should i go over and get him like just you're not part of the equation right now and i suspect you're trying to control a dog in an environment that is a little bit like trying to teach a child that's five years old how to, at the gateway of Disneyland to do geometry when you're a substitute teacher and you got to socially distance everybody. Uh, I suspect what you need to do is break things down into smaller steps. Let's build a relationship first. Once we got the relationship going, uh, and we, we teach that through some exercises, get that dog learning to look at your tone and your body language, not your fingers, to see what, you know, am I going to get a treat here? Um, that's aiming at a dog's stomach. That dog was bred to love you more so than most dogs. Any of these guarding breeds, they really, really will bond with you. They don't naturally respect you. But once you get the full picture, it's amazing what you'll get out of any dog, but especially a Conor Corso. Then I think you'll be able to go places with confidence. You will have a well-behaved dog that uh, is just minding its own P's and Q's. And then the dog's a deterrent. I mean, what person in their right mind is going to, uh, you know, verbally assail you, let alone physically, when you've got, you know, that gigundo dog right beside you? They're intimidating looking dogs. So um, I think a deterrent is better. Um, if you want, there is a, a, a on, the, on this YouTube channel, uh, there is a video that, I think the person who wrote this letter should have a look at. Uh, it is um, how to teach a dog how to bark, even aggressively bark, without being aggressive, with a hand signal or the words warn him. All your dog needs to do is uh, get the signal from you and go woof, woof, woof. And then in those, I mean, you know, when I was reading your, your, uh, your, your letter here, um, you know, I... I, I I don't know what the history is, uh, but obviously it's serious. And But overall, the people that you cross paths with, the people who come into your home are people that are there that care about you. They're family, friends, acquaintances. The people that you encounter on the street, there's just going to be neighbors. They're just going to be um, innocent people. Um, we, we don't want um, a dog that's constantly... I mean, that's just, that's hard on a dog. Uh, what we want is just a deterrent. So let's say in some of those situations that, yes, your, your spidey sense goes off. Well, you don't want your dog to go out cujo on anybody, but a little hand signal or the warn him, woof, woof, and the person goes, whoop, whoop, sorry. And you say, just, I need a little distance here. Um, I'm not interested, whatever. Um, so there's a video on how to do that. It's a trick. It, and it, 
I think I, I, I've taught tons of dogs to do it. It's hilarious because the dog just thinks that they're going to get to play ball or tug of war or, or, or treat or something because we're just teaching tricks. Uh, but the other people don't know that. So the, the warn him trick, I'd have a look at that video too. I'll try and remember to put a link in it, but it just should be on the channel here somewhere. So what else have I got on my notes here? Um, hmm. Oh, you know, if you continue down this path, if, again, I'm guessing here, if, if, if you're thinking about trying to get this dog to be more aggressive and you're looking for some help with that, you're going to find it. There are no shortage of idiots out there that think they know how to protection train a dog. Um, any idiot can, can, can fan the flames of a Conocorso's uh, guarding instincts. But without a real foundation, before that's even done, and a full comprehension of essentially you've equipped yourself with a gun with a brain. And you really have to understand that and, and embrace the accompanying lifetime of the dog's lifetime of responsibility that's associated with that. That I think you're setting yourself up for a lot more stress and uh, you know, perhaps even exacerbation of your condition. Uh, I, I can't tell you how many aggressive conocorsos that can't be controlled by the owners end up getting put down. So choose your path forward very carefully. I think there's a path there, but, and I understand how you, you well, I'm getting the impression from your, your, your letter to me, uh, where, where you're coming from, but I just slow that down a little bit. And I, I would I'd do this in compartments. If you get yourself to the point where uh, you go, well, you know what, I'm really into this dog training thing, and you want to take up a formal type of training, eh, contact me at, like, as far as, you know, teaching a, a, a guard dog work, then uh, reach out again, and uh, I'll try and connect you with somebody who knows, knows what they're doing uh, in, in teaching a dog how to exert self-control, turn on, turn off. But if you can't get your dog to control itself just around somebody it sees on the street, you're not ready for that yet. You'll find hundreds of free articles along with the store for my training ebooks and the dog training collar and leash that I often recommend for those dogs that have you coming back from every walk with one arm longer than the other at askthedogguide.com. I'll include links in the podcast notes as well. If you have a question for Ask the Dog Guy, that's me, John Wade, you can send your question and ideally some accompanying example video to john at askthedogguy.com. That's john at askthedogguy.com. I'll also include some links in the notes as well. If you found this or any of my other Ask the Dog Guy free resources of benefit, or you just like to be a supporter of science and common sense in companion dog training, you can buy me the occasional coffee or a cognac or maybe two via the buy me a coffee link provided in the notes.